Good evening, everyone, and welcome to um, Actually Comics for Tuesday, May 9th. And uh, this is probably going to be out there on Wednesday. I don't ever know when to say what day it is. But I'm joined today, as ever, by Bob. Hi. Hello. Welcome to, welcome to Hammerspace. Welcome to Hammerspace Pavilion. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we are, I was just explaining that the concept of drawing weapons from nowhere in anime is called Hammerspace. And I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but I like it. We'll use it uh, to, make a, to make a joke later on in this podcast. Probably. Uh, so we got that. We got that out of the way. That was really <laughs> important. Uh, I haven't thanked everybody for coming to Free Comic Book Day, but people did, and it was awesome. So was I right? Was I right? You had a good Free Comic I Book did. Day. I did. I actually had a very good Free Comic That's Book Day. That's two years in a row, in a row, that oh you've been God. like, I don't even know why I do this. Arr, arr, arr. And yeah, I was but like, it's going to be great. It's not going to help you any that I also have uh, that weird... Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's this sort of this fear... That if I ever say something's going to be good, I'm cursing it. So I always say something's going to be bad if I want it to be good in my head. And my negativity tends to be this like uh, coping mechanism that's like, oh no, I can't. It's like a it's like a superstition. Okay. It's very strange. I can get behind that. I won't make you feel bad about I it. I don't next like year. it, but it's a thing that I do. But I was like, it was funny in the moment you were like, uh, and I was just well, like, I, you said this exact same I thing will to me say, last year. This year I was not feeling it, especially considering I did not like. I literally put out a notice that we were doing free comic book day two days before it happened. Hey. And that was the first time I mentioned it. That's so, good. You get you get the panic panic motivation. Well, what's interesting about it, I think it's like we did better financially than we've done at almost any of these. And we also wound up with leftovers. We've never had leftovers. Oh, wow. Never. And so I'm wondering if it's because we did we only advertise to people who come to comic shops hmm. as opposed to randos on the street who just walk in, grab a handful of shit yeah. that cost me a couple bucks and then leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I definitely noticed like a lot of families like coming yeah, yeah. in, bringing the kids in, they grab a free Spider Man and then they yeah, yeah. they all were buying something. Yeah, it was it was cool. Which it was is what's fun, supposed to happen. It was a fun event. And uh, I and I did I actually had fun at this event. And I don't really usually have fun at anything. Thing. that's fair <laughs> no uh i'm very bad about like big social things like when we planned our conventions i was miserable so through the whole fucking thing mm-hmm. like i like the idea of making things happen but then when they actually happen i'm like oh, i wish i was at home sleeping mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i'm definitely that person so yeah. uh i'm glad that it went off well and i'm really glad that people dug it and it was awesome so thank you all who showed up did you read any of the free for comic book day comic books? i didn't read any of them oh i really liked the sacrificers was my favorite one what just bleeped did you sell something on the internet <laughs> fuck if i know man i don't know where these bleeps and blurps come from i'm like William Shatner in Airplane 2, <laughs> just standing behind a wall of blinking lights, wondering oh, what the blinking and flashing is all about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about comic books yeah, that yeah, came yeah, out yeah. this week. That weren't on free comic books. They weren't free. These, these cost, in fact, in some cases, way too much money. Oh. In fact, here's one that costs too much money right here, except that it's really good. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 25. How much did it cost? It was a six ninety nine comic Oof. book. It is. It is. It's double sized. Multiple. Yeah, it's it's pa- huge. Extra pages, yeah. and it was good. It's huge and good. So you know it's what, six ninety nine lo- was an okay price for this. People, I know people are gonna be, you know, because it's Ooh, like that whole boy. Yeah, this is gonna piss people off. Well, right, but I think that the cool thing about it is that like you don't know what's going to happen. And that in itself is like, when's the last time you read a Spider-Man comic where you genuinely were like, yeah, I'm looking for spoilers. I want to know what's going to happen. And I think that's a smart way to do it. It is fascinating. Because and nothing is permanent in a comic. So no. whatever they do, it's, of it can course. be undone. So like, why freak out about it? But, and, but you know, also, but will. I mean, this is like, this reminds me of like the, the whole Peter Doc Ock thing. Yeah. From Superior. Right. Like, I remember being pissed off about that at the time because it was so brutal. Yeah. There was something about just how, I don't know, the the way that it was treated, it was just like, oh, like it felt gross and kind of made me sad. Mm. And this is not that. It's no. not that bad. But this is really like, this is a very interesting thing that is the kind of thing that would really piss people off. Yeah. Yeah. On, on 
apparently multiple levels because like they're yeah. saying the next one is going to be like a big like, i mean everyone is thing. expecting them to fridge mary jane and it's I like guys so. it's we have had tens of years here to understand that that character that doing that that killing a female character that is you know the love interest of your protagonist in order yeah. to forward their story is not okay that yeah. that's not the way to go yeah. And I think I I can imagine that Marvel knows that. I can too. Uh, I have my theories, and I'm not gonna like go. But I, I my theory definitely is is that it is not Mary Jane. I mean, I the only thing I can imagine is that it's that it's Norman. That's what everybody's thinking. I mean, everybody I don't think it's, it's that Norman, either. Really? Personally, I'll tell you who I think it is. You think it's Af- a, Aunt May? No. Who? I think it's Felicia Hardy. I think it's Black Cat. Whoa, that would be that would be out of left field. It would, and that would be a very odd moment. It would. I don't know. It's just like that, I just kind of like story. I haven't read any spoilers. I can't this, and imagine fact, well, where that would go from there. I'm well. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly, the thing that makes me think is like it's like you've kind of d- done it for like yeah, people yeah. spider-man cares about um but uh yeah i don't know it's just like that's my i have the only spoilers i've read have said they think it's norman osborne but like to me it's like why would anyone give a shit if they killed norman osborne like they're like you're gonna be in tears and get ready to blah blah, blah. and it's like no one's gonna give a shit if you kill no he's yeah, first yeah. of all he's already died second of all he's a dickhead like i mean the the question is yeah yeah it's true i, I don't know yeah, I wouldn't just, care. If it was him, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I agree. Same. Personally. But it's uh, he's been set up as this character that's like like it feels like his character's been painted into a corner is why I would say it. Yeah, yeah. Is it doesn't feel like narratively there's any place to go with him. Right, right. But uh but who knows? Could be anybody. Well, it's, it's like that thing where it's like I will say my track record is such that like when they killed Blue Beetle, I was like, oh man, it better not be Blue Beetle. And it was. And then when they killed Arsenal a few years ago, like I was like, oh man, they better not kill him. And then I, they did. <laughs> and it's like every time I'm always like, oh, they better not kill that person. It's always the person. Yeah, yeah. So like I have a pretty good track record, but um, but we'll see. I like I like not knowing and I'm done reading would spoilers be, at this point. That would be weird. I mean, it's the, the question becomes like <laughs> Uh, what? So you've given Mary Jane godlike powers too, mm-hmm. which is an interesting. So the worry would be that Mary Jane kills Norman Osborn by accident, mm. and that then causes a whole other big because that's the biggest story opener that but, you can do. But it's Spider-Man's story. It's Peter Parker's story. So like having the sacrifice be Mary Jane's is kind of like. Mm, it's I don't true. know. It just, I mean, he's already uh, yeah. Spoiler for this issue, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but yeah, the the relationship seems to be yeah. Um, no one dies in this issue. Yes, except for somebody's heart. All right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the I like I, I like yeah. the they've established stakes, but they are so clearly setting it up to be Mary Jane that I there's no way I yeah, believe yeah. it's going to be her. So maybe Agreed. it will be. But it's also I I think that what they did in this issue. Uh, Honestly, I don't think they needed a death at all because I think that the stakes that they set up in this issue with their relationship are so compelling for a Spider-Man comic. It's so different from what you see, except in the Spider-Man newspaper comic. Like, this is something that could have happened in the Spider-Man newspaper comic. Hmm. I mean, it's too big for them to do it, but it's the type of story that they would have done. Yeah. Um, Okay. Anyway, enough Spider-Man. It's great. You should read it really enjoyed it uh the ambassadors number four is out i do not know why this comic consistently sells out all the day because time. it has really good art yeah the artist it's never like does each so. issue is a first appearance and you I know guess. miller knows what he's doing that's true uh you know who else knows what they're doing batman scooby Doo mysteries yeah they do <laughs> there's a fucking amazing panel in this comic <laughs> where batman like screams at the entire scooby-doo gang he's like get out of my city <laughs> and they're all like ah it's really funny i love the i love the realistic like uh snyder verse version of the scooby-doo gang that's in this yeah it's really good scooby is a doberman pincer and uh shaggy is like an actual beatnik with a 
<laughs> with a beret and actually looks like Maynard G. Krebs. I want to go. Great. I want to look at it again. I'll, I'll be right back. It's amazing. And yeah, I love this. Anyway, uh, Batman Incorporated number eight is out this week, and uh, Bob liked it. I do like it. Um, it. Sorry if I was too close to my microphone there. Nah. Um, it, it, it's weird because there are things like I still kind of don't like about it, but I do like that. Like this storyline is better. If you like start the first one, you're just like, this is dumb. Like it might be a good jumping on point. And uh, speaking of characters who are in, in mortal peril, uh, if they kill chief man of bats, I am going to be really mad Yep, because I love him. And that would be, just a goddamn shame to kill chief man of bats and let fucking ghost maker live yes give exactly. me a fucking just break. kill the guy like i mean obviously you can't kill the guy no one cares about but um kill but guy chief in, man of bats is so cool and i they they don't even really do anything with him i mean yeah i, don't no, know. I, agree. I suppose there's reasons for that like being that mainly that mostly white guys are hired to write comics but good point I don't know if that's it is. It, or not, it but. does become kind of difficult to be like, well, if yeah. I make this my story, then I don't know what to do with it. I yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, sure. I but, I have been through that kind of thought process myself. But Joker's Joker Incorporated is like, and it's weird too because it's like I'm also kind of sick of Joker, but it's like, yep, it sort of makes sense in the context of like. If you're going to have a Batman Incorporated, of, of course, course, Joker is going to like get a cowboy clown and a like other <laughs> Viking clown. And I mean, it's whatever. a rodeo clown, so of course, there's at least that makes sense. Yeah, Viking clown, not so much. But uh, this rabbit guy is kind of weird. I don't know. They haven't. I really don't know what out. the rabbit guy is, but I love. Well, I guess the... he's like a horse guy. Is he a horse guy? I, don't know. I love he's his like costume. a horse with rabbit ears. I don't know. There's some weird. Guys. I think he's like a. I think he's a jackass. Ooh, there you go. I believe that's that's his deal, but maybe I'm wrong. Neither Joker is mine, the jackass or the rodeo clown. There you go. I I got that reference. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it was oblique. Uh, we've been listening to an awful lot of Public Enemy in the store lately. <laughs> nice. uh, let's see. Batman, the adventures continue. They sure do. Season three, number five of seven. Um <laughs> We've got, uh, so we have Batman White Knight Presents Generation Joker number one. Cool. We have it in store, but Sean is out being fancy and francy because uh-huh. he's, uh uh-huh. He's currently barfing his guts out because he uh, ate some bad fucking snails. You know, <laughs> there you go. Sorry, dude. Uh, that's what you get for going to France. No, I think it was well worth barfing a lot because Jesus Christ. They're treating him like such a fucking rock star. He's going to be unbearable by the time he comes back. Um, he's literally like, they took him to see like the Porsche factory and like all this shit. And like the, he got to drive like a, a car around whatever Le Mans. They took him to Le Mans and let him drive a fucking car around the track. Whoa. Wait, who did? Uh, just France. France. <laughs> His handler. Like for some reason he is he is a rock star in France like he is yeah. huge in comics France. are like treated very to people yeah, who yeah. make comics oh, and, absolutely. And, and random people that you would be like like Durf back Durf right. is like has like huge like gallery exhibitions where yeah. they take his comics and make them into three-dimensional rooms you can walk through like that's so insane it is cool though yeah it's cool i mean it's great i mean i would i would rather that than you know than most rock stars be treated that way so fuck it but it's it is just fascinating yeah and it's like sean spending like two weeks of people just kissing his ass and i'm like oh god <laughs> i can't wait to see what happens from this <laughs> i'm sure it's gonna be fine but it is it is awesome and he did get to drive around the lamaze track which is freaking cool nice uh anyway uh black cloak number five is out i like it Cool. It's good. Although I, I am definitely saving these up to read the first six together. So uh, I don't know what happened in the last couple, but I like yeah. it. I like it. It's good. Yeah, I haven't read the last few, but I like it's Kelly great. Thompson. Yep, same. Uh, Captain America: Epic Collection Trade Paperback Fighting Chance. I do not understand why they collected this. These stories are terrible. This is, 
they collected West Coast Avengers, so of course I mean, they West Coast Avengers is good. It is not good. It's, just, it's just fine. It is not <laughs> fine. It is fucking terrible. It's not fucking terrible. <laughs> it is beyond mediocre. These You are right about these Captain America stories, though. They are terrible. I read all of these. I went through, I did one of those things where you get the stupid Marvel app, and I was like, I'm going to read every single fucking comic in this line. <laughs> and I started, and I just read Captain America starting at 100, and read all the way through, and I was wow. like, wow. Did you read these, them on an iPad? Yes. Okay. Wow, these are terrible. Yeah, they're bad. They're just, ah, oh, because I wanted to get through the, the uh, Cap Wolf era, and I was like, of course I got to get through that. Well, you started at 100 and yes. wanted to, Jesus, you must have gone insane. I basically went <laughs> You basically insane. became Don Quixote. I, uh, same thing that happened, I mean, I made it to like 500 or something or 400, or I can't wow. even remember where I got to. Yeah, like the Cap Wolf is like 400s. Yeah, yeah, it was in the 400s. That was well after I left yeah no Streets i kept of poison was the last storyline i read as a regular cap reader man i kept going way past the nomad era and mm. the other nomad era and like oh <laughs> yeah it was it was bad and so it's like for that stuff if it's if it's that terrible i'm not going to like i don't know why this exists or yeah, why i got it i just do because it's like okay it's another cap thing i'll get it i guess they're just doing the whole series eventually yeah like that's I, that's kind a, of it and turn. people who are completists are going to want all of them but mm. i would never want to own this series so that was thinking, perfect for hey, a remem- free trial of that stupid marvel app remember those terrible captain america comics from 1997 well we've recolored them worse <laughs> yeah. and put them in a big book that costs f- how much money i don't know $45. It's also <laughs> really expensive. It's like you could find all of these comics. If you literally went yeah. on eBay right now and were like, I would like Captain America, whatever, 575 to 600 or whatever, you'd find them Can for I, a dollar. I don't want to digression because uh, too much because I know you're tired. But this is a weird thing that happened to me this week. Dun, dun, dun. I, bu- I put in a bid for 99 cents on every issue of Impact Comics Jaguar, which is 15 issues of a comic series and an annual, so 16 comics. And I paid, uh, the shipping was $6, and the bid was 99 cents. Someone outbid me, and I was like, this person isn't going to outbid me. So I got in a little bit of a bidding war, but I went up to $10 because I'm not paying more than a dollar a piece for these comic books. Okay, right. So I got to $16, and they outbid me again, and I was like, they're yours. Three days ago, this happened. Yep. This morning, I got an email that said the other person has withdrawn their bids, which is a thing I did not think you could do on eBay. You can, yeah. Apparently, you can because they did. And the seller of the thing is really mad because I got all of them for 99 cents (laughs) this morning uh, plus shipping. So I paid $7 for all of them. And, and, uh, I mean that is I'm excited. I'm excited. That is ten times what anyone should pay for those Jaguar comics. No, I mean forty cents a piece. That's not too bad. They're in good shape. Woof. They're good. (laughs) Sure, they are. They are good. You don't know what good is. (laughs) I think that we could put that up to a vote, and I think you don't know what good is. Uh, I could absolutely do a master class on why they're good. (laughs) It wouldn't make them good. I could charge people money, and they'd pay me to hear it all right what about <laughs> captain marvel 49 it was fine i didn't really get it sheila it's the end of the brood storyline yeah. um but i did get it more than i did previously to this issue and there's a weird interesting moment with captain marvel and rogue which if you know the history of those yeah. characters um that's cool. i mean it'll be probably ignored by whoever takes over captain marvel next but whatever yeah. it was it was kelly thompson is good and the storyline was good. I didn't quite understand the gravity of some of it, but it's hard to explain without spoiling the entire comic. I like the fact that they finally accepted the fact that the Brood are aliens and did an alien homage as the uh, B cover. <laughs> nice. So that's. I weird. mean, that's the kind of thing that they probably just avoided doing before Until because they didn't Marvel own aliens. And now, yeah. now they don't have to worry about getting sued. Right. Uh, clear number three of three is out. I like this one. Yeah. It's fine. It's just uh, fine. Cosmic Ghost Rider number three is out. I like yes. this one. Cool. It's fun. Uh, Count Dante number one, if you're familiar <laughs> with this this gentleman. Uh, I it call was much him a better. gentleman because I don't want to have to face him in Kumite. No, definitely not. Would not want to because he's undefeated. Undefeated. And you know that he's undefeated because he still lives because all of these Kumites that he attended 
were death matches. <laughs> I only know Count Dante from those com- those ads. His comics. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. He's the he heads the Black Dragon School of Kung Fu, and he's the master of Dim Mok, the Death Touch. Oh, the Death Touch. That's what I remembered, the Death Touch. <laughs> um, touch yeah, no, touch, this touch, comic touch. was significantly better than I thought it would be, and the yeah. ad parodies are of the utmost quality, yeah. almost more entertaining than the comic itself. Agreed. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun little thing. I mean, of course somebody needed to do this. The yeah. only thing that I, I get why they made it his version but it's like we've already seen his version in Bloodsport. Hmm. It's like why don't you do the real version? Why don't you try to actually do one about? I mean, like he, the guy he'd probably sue you. Yeah, Frank Dukes would probably sue you. But hmm. uh, you but know his a lot about this guy. I do know. <laughs> I know a, a shocking amount about this guy who claims to have uh, been all of these things. But Bloodsport, the Jean Claude Van Damme movie, is allegedly the story of his of one of his kumites that he participated in nice uh yeah he's, oh man he's, he's a character and not necessarily a real character but you know allegedly i guess i can't say that he's not what he says he is because i wasn't there it's true and also i don't want to get death touched nope hey last night at trivia there was a question about uh about a, a hulk hogan movie which you probably know the title of, but I didn't know the title of. But I only knew from the clue that it had a negative word in it. Um, and I 100% guessed the title of the Hulk Hogan movie successfully as No Holds Barred. Oh. Because <laughs> it had the word no in it. Wow. That's really funny. Yeah, I was like pretty proud of myself. I was like, I don't know what it's called, but it's got to be called No Holds Barred. Well, and it totally was. I can tell you one thing about that movie. Hulk Hogan's in it? It smells like Dookie. <laughs> nice. Uh, Brother. It's a direct quote from that fine motion picture, No nice. Holds Barred. Excellent. Have you watched it for the... No, I you only know. watch horror we movies. We only watch horror podcast. movies, but man, that movie is fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, it really is. I I urge you to watch it. It is, it is nut burgers. I, I feel like there's probably going to be other movies I watch before I watch it, but maybe someday I'll watch it. I, I swear to you. It is enjoyable enough, just as an ironic watch, that you will have fun. You really will. All right. <laughs> but I'll, tr- uh, I'll trust you. Let's say Danger Street number six. Uh, yeah. It's got a really great cereal box cover with the. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And also, uh, like I like literally hate read the first three issues of this, and now I love it. It's I've been done like a complete one eighty on it. Like I go. think it's like the best thing Tom Tom King has written in years. It's really good, so I like this issue. Nice. Uh, we've and the got great. we've got uh, Daredevil eleven out with a special Iron Fist visitation. It sure does. Um, cool. We've got uh, DC Pride twenty twenty one hardcover. So it's a collection of all the DC Pride stuff from twenty twenty one. Cool. We have everybody's favorite comic, Extreme Venomverse. I didn't hate it wow that is actually a really that's high praise it did have a, a one of the three stories being drawn by leo romero mm. in its corner yeah but it's basically just spider-verse but venom yes it's like at the end of each story like another venom shows up and is like what another venom we've got yeah. to go fight a venom 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 and <sighs> but like it's not exhausting at all <laughs> I don't understand why it exists. I definitely think it's dumb, but it was much better than I thought it would be. Cool. I'll say that. I like the fact that Dylan's in it. Dylan is like the, as far as the Venom universe and that run, the corpse to pull out of the car wreck is Dylan's story with Sleeper and all of that stuff. I think his, I think that his story is more interesting than Brock. I think Mm. Eddie Brock should be a villain that wants to eat brains and that Dylan should be, constantly trying to help him and trying to keep him from being crazy but the new version of venom he's gonna reach enlightenment in the new series and he's supposed to but it's so ridiculous it's it's not a cosmic character no it's too far down the road it's the thing it's like donny cates makes everything like it's utmost nth version and it's just like it's something this should not be the nth version but i did really like the take from this the first story uh is like basically like that web of spider-man issue where he gets rid of the symbiote uh, by with the bells ringing. Yep. Um, 
it's like that, but instead Peter just dies and Venom <laughs> becomes Spider-Man okay. and he beats Dr. Octopus with a brick. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Um, another thing that was really funny about it was that, like, this, the art, like, they they reprint the first. Jesus Christ. They literally reprint the Greg LaRoque uh, art from the old series. Yeah, but yeah. Obviously recolored in a terrible fucking <laughs> shitty fashion. But, like, then the new artist recreates that page on the next page and so you get this weird juxtaposition of like modern comics versus like 80s comics that's like yeah. kind of like and the pile the puddle symbiote is like actually really adorable i will say this too actually you know it wasn't that bad i like the samurai venom that leo romero drew it wasn't oh, bad nice. if you're into i'm not i mean i, I might actually read this now because I, I would recommend i would never it. in a million years have thought to read this yeah the first story was good the third story was interesting and had really good art and then the second story was brock eddie brock's kid and trez interessant yeah yeah it was fine uh we got a hardcover of frankenstein new world which if you are following the mike mignola continuing saga mm. is a good one to pick up because it is very important to the continuing hellboy universe yeah it literally continues from the end of bprd uh hell and earth or yeah. whatever that volume was called uh heck on earth mm. uh ghost lore number one you didn't like it. Uh, so I think I may have exaggerated that I didn't like it. You I do. Like it. I like Cullen Bunn, but this was one that I like I gave a flip to. Mm. Uh, there were two books that I was like, I gave a flip and I was like, I know I'm going to like this one. And I know that this one's going to probably miss me. So whatever. And Ghost Lore was the one that I, I was like, of course, I'm going to love this. Like there's concepts that I think are brilliant in this. And although I do like this book and I think it's good, I think that it really accentuates Cullen Bunn's uh, failings as a writer. And I think that his failing as a writer is the fact that he cannot write emotional familial relationships very well. He's very bad at making me feel for characters. Hmm. It's like, he feels like almost like a sociopath. Like he's like, he knows what the idea of a family is supposed to be like. And like, okay, I'm just Cullen Bunn is a robot. I think he might be a robot. I, no, I love Cullen Bunn stuff, and I love the horror stuff that he does, and he has cool ideas, and and a lot of times they're great. But in this one instance, I just I feel like it really it pointed out something that I've noticed with him, and he usually works around, like he usually manages to keep it from bogging something down. But in this case, I was like, I don't buy this family. And I'm not feeling for any of them. And the moments that are supposed to be emotionally charged, I didn't feel. And I feel like it was pointed out the most because, you know, what? I'm going to skip to the one that I really liked because it, it's just it is exactly because of how this one handled uh, strong emotion that I was like, this is so much better at emotion than this one. Uh, and that would be a book called Something Epic. Uh -huh. which I read and I was like, this concept is overdone. It's boring. It's stupid. You know, like this is crossover. It's anything. It's a kid who like, I make things out of my mind. It's yeah. cellar dweller. It's like for, for horror fans. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's any of these, like these people who are creating something and then it turns real. It's like well-trod ground. And I got into it and the approach, the way that it was written was so compelling to me and the character was so heartfelt and I really enjoyed just a, it was just very well written is really what it is hmm. is that they took a concept that I thought was kind of old hat and made it strong enough just through the power of caring about the character the thing my take on ghost lore uh, is that I did really like the the way it was structured in that you had like the two different artists with the one artist in the middle telling a different story within the story. So I liked that format. But one of the things that kind of pulls me away from Cullen Bunn in some of his other comics is that like I think he always needs like a really strong artistic collaborator. Yes, that And is in true. this instance, he has Leo Max, who is one of my favorite working artists and then he also has brian hurt doing the middle part so it's like strong all the way through there's a way that the 
that it that it works and i also just like that it's a good old-fashioned ghost story it's yeah, not it like, is yeah yeah it's it does have and 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 i do think it resists a skim uh and and it def- does. definitely deserves like a like a an in-depth and to that extent like i didn't read every single panel of it so uh but i i liked it i gave this one a really strong read and the thing is that there are two or three moments in this book that are that hinge on the emotion of the characters that hinge on you caring about the kids and they hinge on you caring about what the what the parents are going through and you don't know what they're going through and you really just kind of don't care but again the horror parts are really fascinating so i i still give this thing a strong b plus but i it just was not it was not the the knock out of the park that i thought it was going to be it was a t- i love it- i also love the way that the ghosts are portrayed yeah with the like tree branches making them up genius. i think that's really cool yeah it's, it's so very innovative. beautiful it's really innovative uh one of the things that did distract me and you're going to hate me for this uh <laughs> is the art uh the characters the way that he draws like a caricaturist uh, basically, the 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 lead male character looks like a Mad Magazine interpretation of Chris Pine, and I'm like, huh. okay, huh. Uh, yeah, he's got like a kind of a caricaturistic quality to his artwork, but uh, it looks it, like everybody should be like riding roller skates and eating a hot dog. But uh, <laughs> no, that's I unfair. love the like the creepy ghost with the weird oh like, skin peeling and the eyeballs yeah, underneath. There's, and... there's a there is a crazy reveal for a ghost story that it's like that we're getting a lot more than just quote unquote ghosts in this story too. So that is the part that I'm really looking forward to. I'm not saying that I dislike this series in any way, shape or form. I am saying that I think I can't wait to see where it goes. Hmm. And I do think that like the further it strays away from like having to care about the family, the better off we're going to be with this story because again, they just weren't, characters that i particularly cared about and luckily spoiler alert you don't have to care about them for too long uh so oh i liked it there you go I, again i gave it a b plus so it's not like i hate yeah. it uh godzilla rivals biolanti versus destroya it's yeah. a comic book yes uh how about this one gotham academy maps of mystery number one so it's three stories that have already been published collected hey. into one reprint volume um they're all drawn by carl kershaw who is very good um, they but they all start maps Makuchi. they're from gotham academy That's right. they were those backups and backups now. in batman yeah, yeah. and backups it's basically like she uh yeah. was kind of the breakout character of gotham academy in that as much as anyone really name. cared about the the series, which got canceled very quickly, I think. But um, but I do actually like. I one hundred percent would be much rather see her as Robin than than Damian Wayne. Yeah, like I like the character better. I would. I would. It would be more interesting to see a character grow into the role of Robin as opposed to like, and also to be more of like a like a thinking Robin than a fighting Robin. Yes. Um, you know, where the other Robins all That's, have that, you know, like, I love that. I, lo- yeah. I would love so, to see that. These are, th- these are fun and it's nice to see them all, uh, in one, one collection. Um, I so, mean, and that's, yeah. that is an interesting thing. I mean, I love, uh, I do love having like, uh, an Oracle kind of character in Batman. Yeah. That always adds to it for me especially when they're trying to do superhero Batman and like put the detective work aside, Mm. you can have superhero stuff and then somebody solving the detective things on the side. So you at least get a detective story included in your Batman punchy punchy. Yeah. Which I don't know that that always works for me. Yeah. I I always prefer a more uh, mystery solving Batman than a superhero Batman, but that it's said, I so, like them both. I just just so rarely get it. Well, it's because you have to be. It's like when you have genius characters written by people that aren't geniuses. Like it just doesn't really yeah. come off because like you have to be. That's why like Ryan North needs to write Mister Fantastic. Right. You need you need yeah, Chip yeah. Zdarsky to write that kind of a character. Yep, you know, you true. need someone who's really smart. And true. you get most people like if I were to write it, you know, like I'm just kind of a 
fucked up and I'm just going to kind of fudge my way through it. And like he say smart thing. And like, that's going to be like, you read it and be like, Oh, he did a smart thing. And then you're not going to think about the fact that what he did was actually dumb. Right. Um, but like with a detective you, story, you, you have be, to, my well, point being yeah, like yeah. that you have to have somebody who can write a detective story. You Literally and, like it has to make sense yeah. because people will notice if it doesn't add up. Yeah. And then you need to do it every month. Yeah. <laughs> so and then there's, like, and yeah. there's also the, the other fault that people have found. I mean, uh, I can't remember who was saying this. I was listening to an interview with somebody who writes like TV detective stories and they were like, or like Columbo episodes, I think. And they were like, well, we, we learned that audiences hate a difficult mystery because right. it makes them feel stupid. Right. We don't. <laughs> so, they want, so they want a CSI. Yeah. They want something that. So we realized that we could write a smart detective story. As long as we spoiled it at the beginning, so the Columbo, the, uh, mm. what is it, uh, How Catch Him, I guess they call them or something like that? Yeah, yeah, they show the crime, they right. show him committing the crime, and then the entire episode is Columbo figuring out yeah, how I to do it. Yeah, I think it's called so you... a How how Catch Him or something okay. like that. Sure. But uh, it's it, essentially the idea is that that's the only way that TV was allowing them to write a smart mystery was to solve it beforehand so that the audience didn't feel stupid. That's pretty Which makes me sad. Very, very, very sad about our shitty country. But you know what? Yeah. It's fine. Nope. I mean, nah. I think that's human nature. I think Nobody it's also, wants to feel like a dumbass. Exactly. I guess that's true. Nobody likes feeling like a dumbass. Uh, and nobody likes getting murdered at the Great British Bump Off. I, I like this, although I still think it is... It's not. It's not what enough. you want. You. It's not what you think it's going to be. It's not. It's it. I. I think it's a trade. It's, I just yeah. think it's a trade, and I do like it. I love the the writer and artist together uh, as a team. I know they can make great comics. Like I think that it's just like it's serialized. There's something about the serialization of it that isn't working sure. for me. I think. I think what's working against it for me is my own. Desire for something super over the top and trauma y and weird and like gross and you know, like, well, there's just these weird moments like in this one where she like is like on the floor of her hotel room and looks over and there's like underneath her chair is like a severed finger and an eyeball. And it's like, why, when did you know, like, I don't know, it's like maybe it's like that Columbo thing where it's yeah, just yeah. like you should have showed me the crime in the first issue. You know, it I could be. I mean, I just I feel but I like think it's a trade. I just think it's I think it's yeah. it's it's it, it, you're not getting enough in each chapter. I, I can see that to care to to make. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I think we'll, it's we'll I think it's too cozy for me. I'm going to I'm going to put one and two together and read them together and 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 see yeah. see what things are revealed. Things happen. All right. We've got uh, Green Lantern number one. Guess what? I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I also thought it was awesome. I love Jeremy Adams. Yep. He's probably my favorite uh, DC writer right now. Yeah. I think he has a great handle on the characters. I'm sad to see him leave Flash, but it's cool to see him on Green Lantern. Did you see that the, the next issue is going to have the demolition team? Yeah. Like my first Green Lantern comic, I swear that I bought, like was the him fighting the demolition wow. team. Wow. I don't even remember who they are. Oh, man. It's like literally a team of villainous construction workers. I mean, I kind of put it together. There's that like they were R- sort of Rivety the Rosie group. is like one of them. Oh, like, I mean, it's shit. like awesome. Fucking love it. Just so 80s. That's it's that so is 80s. Dave Gibbons. 80s. Dave Gibbons designed them, I nice. think, actually. That I think he sense. drew their first appearance. Uh, I also love that this B cover, uh, there is a spooky Sinestro in a raincoat yeah. and like Adidas track pants. And I don't know if Perillo knows Sean or what, but that's a fucking portrait of Sean Murphy. It's real oh, fucking weird. That's funny. It's like, those are even the fucking track pants he wears. And the other thing oh, to weird. say about Green Lantern that is was a was a very nice thing for me is that it has a backup featuring Jon Stewart. And they've been doing a bunch of stories with Jon Stewart lately that have not moved me in any way. Yeah. And this one I was like, perfect. This is perfect. It's perfect. I agree. That was perfect. Perf. Yep. Same. Uh, okay, we got a Hot Toys, Star Wars, Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano, and Grogu figure, oh. which is adorable. Wait, the Grogu is a separate figure, or they're together it's as together one? Oh, I see it up there. One Ooh. package. Dang. Very expensive package. <laughs> I was like, woo Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, fucking Hot Toys, dude. I mean, I don't know. 
We don't sell hot toys until we bring them to conventions, it turns out. Oh. Sold the crap out of them at the, at the convention we brought them the to. The toy convention? Uh, <laughs> turns out. Turns out bringing to them to it. a toy convention. It's weird it. that having them at a toy store doesn't do it, but you know, whatever. I don't. I think people think of this as a comic store more That's than true. they do as a toy store. I think of it as a record store. Nice. Because we have 30 records. Nice. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> uh, I am Iron Man. Yes. Number three. Story. This continues to be a thing that comes out. This story continues. I think that's enough to say. Yeah. Is that it continues. Uh, The Incal, Dying Star hardcover. Cool. It's another Incal book. That's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, Invincible Iron Man number six. Speaking of West Coast Avengers. That's a good point. You got got yourself a- (laughs) They're on it for two pages. You got Wonder Bread Man and- uh, He's on the cover. The whole (laughs) team is on the inside for two pages. Hawkeye's. Hawkeye's there. Tiger's there. He's wearing that silver centurion armor. Yeah, yeah. It's all about how whack that armor is, actually. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it is the wackest Iron Man armor. Uh, I mean... I'll f- I'd fight on that. It is the worst Iron Man armor ever. I mean, it's hard to say because, I mean, the nose is so bad. Yeah, but the nose is just that armor with a nose drawn on it. It's not like it But doesn't the nose armor, armor also have roller skates? I, th- I think roller skates are perfectly functional for an Iron Man costume. <laughs> I think if you can fly, I don't think you need roller skates. But if you can fly on roller skates. I mean, that's a good point. Why wouldn't you rock it down the street? Uh, here's the thing. Like jet-powered if, roller skates? Let's just let's just take reality off the table. If I was Iron Man and I could have roller skates in my costume, I 1 million percent would. I think you should have a skateboard. I mean, I think that would be amazing, too. That would be cooler. I mean, it would be... It wouldn't make much sense. But. It would make no sense at all. <laughs> it would make even less sense than roller skates. Yep. Uh, I think Iron Man on uh, on a scooter would be great. Mm. The Iron Scooter. Uh, we've got uh, we get this Junkyard Joe comic. It's number six. Sure this is. Continues on being a complete like copyright infringing. Yeah, I don't understand how it's GI like, robot. It literally, that, GI robot. Uh, somehow nobody's I mean it's that thing that Miller does when he just like it's like I'm gonna like do Batman but he's evil or whatever it's still just Batman but it's 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 G.I. Robot except well it's G.I. Robot but like it's the story that that it's in is like yeah I know I got you I got you I mean it's actually not bad it's not a thing no it is it's it's fine it's just honestly fascinating to me that he gets away with it yeah uh Keep your hands off Azuken, please. I'm sorry. Volume five. I'm and sorry. uh I'll never do it again. Also keep your hands off this terrible dynamite King Kong comic. <sighs> it, the, you know, it's not terrible it's except for one book. thing. <laughs> one hilarious one thing. One hilarious thing that I totally don't understand, <laughs> which is why the fuck would you make the good guy look that much like Hitler? It's really weird. <laughs> Especially when you've said it during World War One. I. I mean, I suppose that's why they made it look like Hitler, because I suppose in World War One, a lot more people looked like Hitler. A lot more people had Hitler mustaches in World War One. Well, he has. He doesn't have a Hitler mustache. He has like a full like uh, cookie duster. Like it's like a big <laughs> like bushy mustache. But he's still Padrum. just. It's because his sides of his head are shaved, and he's just got this swoosh of hair. It looks. That's what makes it look like Hitler to me. Fair. Like and that he has a mustache and that he's a German officer in World War One and that Yeah. You know, I don't know. It just looks like Hitler. It's weird. I don't like it. Fair. But I did think the comic itself was fine. I'm not a fan of those Ratsies. Yeah. If they just made him have brown hair or something, it would have totally he couldn't be a Ratsy yet. No. Nah, Ratsies didn't exist. <laughs> yes. Uh you know what else didn't exist? What? Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. I actually took this. I never read Looney Tunes. I took this aside. I was like, I'm going to read this Looney Tunes. And I was like, I can't read this. And I didn't read it. But it's Fair a Looney enough. Tunes comic. I'm sure it's fun. Sure is. Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids. Slime again. Number four. I like the cover. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I mean, it's got a Mad Ball as Ego the Living Planet. So I kind of <laughs> love that. Uh, Minecraft Super Bite Sized Builds. It is a hardcover full of Minecraft. I don't know anything about anything that's inside. All right. Uh, Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham. The Silver Age number five is out. Cool. Monarch number four is out. Cool. 
Harley screws up the DCU number three from Multiversity. God, I want this comic to be better than it is. Yeah, same. Uh, oh shit! I should have written. I should. It's weird too because it's Frank Thierry and he's a good writer. Like, I mean, at least yeah, like yeah. in terms of like he definitely has the skills to put a cohesive comic book of course, together. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's the art that's just making it hard to read, but it's really hard. I to don't read. know. It just it, for some reason this just isn't doing it for me. Yeah. Uh, Murder Incorporated. Jagger Rose. Why didn't I read this? Oh, because it was because you don't like the artist. I really hate Omi. I loved Powers. That's the thing is I loved Powers. Yeah. So I don't I, know why I don't like Oming. I, th- I, you know, I know it's dumb. I know it's dumb. I know I can't prove it, but it's like if you put powers out on newsprint, it would be good. If you put it out on glossy, it's not good. That, like it's like he be, needs to be. He's like be right. one of those artists that needs to be on pulpy paper, like Mike Allred. You might be right about that. Like he's just one of those guys that like it doesn't work as like when you treat it like fine art. It just yeah. like doesn't. It's fascinating. Work. I don't know I think, why. Okay, listen. I have I haven't really fought you on this. Yeah. I have thought that you have blown this out of proportion. However, now that I go back and think about it, I have the Atomics trade. Yeah. The big hardcover that they put out. Right. And it's on glossy paper. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. I I, I literally the the Atomics is where this theory germinated in yeah. me because I literally stopped collecting it when it went to glossy paper. Yeah, that pulp version is so much better. I still have. My, I, actually, I don't even know. If, I think I do still have my originals. Like, but um, no, I you're mean, right. It was just. That, it was really good. It was like it needs. Like I, I don't know, and I, I guess I'm also kind of like because I'm so into old comics now, like and just have resurgenced into like what I and I just I know like I bought a couple weeks ago um a bunch of coverless Superman comics from the 50s yeah including number 100 which is amazingly good nice uh and a couple in the 90s and a couple of just but after that the printing is terrible the color separations are all yes. fucked up oh yeah and it's still they're amazing and so fun to read like there's a couple parts where it's like okay like this art could look better certainly but like there i'm sure there's another copy of it somewhere where it does look better it's like exactly just that's the one i got but like it's just there's something about it that like that is more enjoyable to me than the best art on glossy paper like i don't know why it just just is well my hero academia vigilante's graphic novel volume 14 is out so it is on. I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, Nasty number two is out, and I just want to share something with Bob that uh, I that you won't see because it's a vi- this is a visual for this medium. This is my favorite thing that I saw while I was in Cape Cod. There is a place there called the Tasty Buffet, and somebody just climbed up and put a big N over the T, and it just says Nasty Buffet in this really wonderfully crude, That's great. spray dripping spray paint N, and it just, I don't know, looks like the cover of a rap album or something. It's just fucking awesome. And <laughs> if you're like so me much. and you are actually disgusted by buffets, it is I mean, e- extra it, it extra works. Actually, I, I, I'm going to ask you to send me that. The Nasty Buffet is like, I mean, that's a great fucking album title. Yeah. Nasty Buffet. It sounds like a Fishbone album. It does. It really, <laughs> or really Or at least does. a Fishbone song. Yep. Uh, but that brings us to Nasty Number Two. Yeah, Nasty Number Two. What I a like, great book. I like Nasty Number One. Uh, I didn't. I just kind of flipped through Nasty Number Two, but I liked the first one so much. I feel like yeah. Nasty was called Video Nasties, and then they were like, "You, I bet you it was. can't call it that," yeah. so it's just called the Nasty. I have a feeling you're right, but uh, it does seem to be very much about Video Nasties. So I, it seems weird to me that it doesn't have Video Nasties in the title somehow. I agree. And also, Nemesis Reloaded number five is about Nemesis and reloading it, so I don't know why it isn't good. It's reloaded. Uh, New Teen Titans trade paperback of volume one is back in stock. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, Noctera number 14 is out. And how? I fell off this one, but I like it. Old Dog number four. Phantom Road number three. This is an awesome comic. Is it really only number three? It's only number three. Wow. I feel like there's been more issues of it. It's good. Yeah. I like Phantom It's Road. because it went into a multiple printing kind of thing. Oh. I think we've had multiple printings of number one. Well, I like it. Uh, Pokemon Adventures XY Graphic Novel Volume 5. And something that is clearly very popular, even though it 
breaks my brain. We had a sale already on this thing right out of the gate. Reborn is a vending machine. So I wander the dungeon graphic novel volume one. Hmm. That's right. He was reborn as a vending machine. And now this vending machine wanders around in a dungeon. And that is a comic <laughs> book. I don't fucking know, man. I don't listen. Don't ask me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the target demographic for these vending machine based, uh, comic books. I don't know. That's funny. I did finally, just because I have to, I have to get knowledgeable about this shit because it's yeah. just, it's too late. People for, ask you questions. Exactly. It's too late for me to, to be not in the know about this stuff. So I watched, I watched Chainsaw Man first. Okay. Holy fuck, I love Chainsaw Man. <laughs> I couldn't believe that I've gone this long in my life without watching Chainsaw Man. It's like it's like Evil Dead written by fucking mental patients. It's the <laughs> best thing I've ever seen in my life, and I love it so much. Great. And uh, I also watched I Was Reincarnated as a Slime, or whatever the hell oh, that yeah. thing is. Yeah. And it is crazier than I could have ever imagined. All right. Uh, the the real problem with it, I think, is because it's basing itself on an existing type of video game that I think lives in Japan, oh. and that we're all supposed to be aware of these like chains of evolutions and like skill sets that are being given to things, and it really revolves around knowing video games inside and out. Oh. And I think it was just kind of like, oh, I'm in a video game. These are the things that are happening to me. And it was way weirder than I even could have given it credit for. Right. So uh, so maybe that's what happened to the vending machine. I can only imagine that He's that... inside ha- a video game. I can only imagine that it's a parody of the slime thing and that oh. it might actually be a literal parody of that series. Okay. So who knows? But I will say that there is a storied history in manga of people turning into things in dungeons and wandering around them outside of slimes and venting machines all right uh anyway rogan gambit number three has neither slimes nor vending machines in it and therefore it will not sell any copies. therefore no one gives a shit nah someone does people love that people <laughs> love do. these guys of course uh saga number 64 is out mm-hmm. it's got some saga in it we got uh the saga San- continues. sandman universe nightmare country the glass house number two i heard good things about the first issue uh yeah, I don't remember if I read it or not. I think I'm. I, I think didn't because I don't read Sandman. Uh, Savage Avengers trade paperback volume two: Escape from New York. Oh, that's or Escape from Nueva York. Nueva. Sorry. Uh, Silk number one, better than <laughs> advertised. Very much better than advertised. Well, I don't know about advertised, but <laughs> definitely better than better I than would have. I would have expected. Much certainly. more unique and interesting than I would have expected. Uh, it has a Spider Verse feel, but it has a. The last few silks have sucked. They've yeah. been really bad. Um, well, it has a Spider Verse feel, but it also isn't a Spider Verse, which I think that was the thing that I kind of dug. Um, I like the hook. That's good. Yeah. And I also have to say, I think she has maybe my favorite spider costume. It's a good one. It's real good. Yeah. That design is just genius. Yep. Uh, we're down to something epic number one. I think I've already pretty much yeah. talked about it. So, But it is, you know, it's you essentially it. a person who creates things with their mind because they're overly creative, blah, blah, blah. They come to life. There's a creepy vampire that lives in their attic with a weird cartoon cat, and it's kind of adorable. Nice. Uh, Spawn 341 cover A is uh, pretty, Mm. and the stuff inside is incomprehensible. (laughs) Uh, Spider-Gwen Shadow Clones number three is more of these clones. People just can't get enough of versions of things. (laughs) You know what I really like? Versions of things. Yeah. If only there were more versions of stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, when Cyclops showed up in the Free Comic Book Day X-Men comic and he was just wearing his 90s costume for yeah. some reason, and I'm just like, huh, I guess this version of, Cy- of Cyclops is around now for some reason. Don't know why. And then some guy that's never appeared before kills him immediately. I'm like, kind of, this is why I don't like the resurrection of the X-Men. I know. Because it's just like, they just, it's like, it's too easy to kill, like Cyclops, who never died in yeah, yeah. 70 years, and then all of a sudden he shows up in like one panel, like some douche that you've never heard of throws him out of a tree and he dies <laughs> anyway i mean we're we're fragile beings Bob. Mm, i know but 
Even even those of us with kinetic blasts that come from our weird little eye holes. Also, if you could reincarnate yourself, like why would you reincarnate yourself with the disability? I mean, because and I'm sure there's a story where they explain course. why, but like, why would you do that? I don't. Cyclops, I've had this terrible affliction my entire life where I have to wear these dopey glasses all the damn time. Yeah. Now I have the ability to heal myself of all wounds. I'm going to make sure that every time I do it, I also still have this problem. Where well, <laughs> it is it is especially crazy when all of this Sins of Sinister shit is revealed and it's like, oh, you've had the manipulation gene ability this whole time and you didn't fix this where he could have just not worn the fucking goggles. Yeah. What a dick. I mean, that's what that's literally what I'm saying. It's I mean, like, why would you not yeah. do? I don't. I'm, and like I said, I'm sure there's a... Because it's like the first thing I thought of. I guarantee you smarter people than me are have already thought of it. Anyway. Why did I? What the fuck? This was the one comic I was like, I have to read this. Uh, Spirit World, number one. Oh, you didn't read it? I didn't fucking read it. I literally grabbed it and I was like, this is the one most important comic this week that I need to read. And I didn't flip and grab it. Honestly? Yeah. I think it's my pick of the week. God I really damn liked it. it. I and knew I this didn't, was going to be interesting. I flipped it and I was like, I don't know about this. Because I always do. I take the big stack yeah, and I yeah. flip and then I then I revisit. Um, and that one, and I and you know me, I don't need much excuse to buy a DC comic. Yeah. Um, I was literally like, it was on a separate pile of like, I'm definitely not going to buy this, but I'm going to look through it again. And I actually read it and it's really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, I had a feeling. And I have a feeling that Greg Pak's comic that's coming out, I think, next week. City Boy, yeah. City Boy is going to be equally amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Um, I'm fascinated by this new, whatever this extension of the universe is, the We Are Legends universe or whatever it is. uh, It's, yeah, they're they're branding it as We Are Legends, and it is Asian characters uh, by Asian creators, basically. Like a little kind of like sub-pocket of dc yeah um and but this one has uh as a as supporting characters constantine constant constantine and uh cassandra kane yes um cassandra is trapped in the spirit world and then the main character whose name is oh there's some really cool ghosts in here um damn it xanthi Xanthi, yeah, that's the or she's she uh, or they, I don't know, um, yeah. are the main character. And I believe it is they. Actually, I think yeah. it. I think that's right. Um, but just really good. It's really good. Yeah, it's like it's it's sort of vertigo-y. That's it's kind of like vertigo awesome. from like early days vertigo, like, but like not super adult oriented it's it's just spooky enough this like is the exactly ghosts exactly what i thought that they were like this there's is what like i a, was hoping they were going to try to do there's this. a really cool thing in the very early in it where uh in the spirit so in the spirit world basically what what this is about is like they make things out of paper yes and place them on graves and then yep. those Talismans. things end up in the spirit world as real items like clothes mm-hmm. or whatever it is um and my grasp of this is definitely not like I can't speak like with any kind of like uh, like I understood this mm. greatly or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's like it's a cool concept. So there's the spirit world and then this Xanthi character can travel back and forth, but like it, it, there's rules to how you do it. So it has kind of like a Zatanna like nice. books of magic kind of feel to it. Um, definitely like kind of like a Tim Hunter, but like not a neophyte, like yeah, yeah. knows what they're right. doing. Exactly. And then, um, but there's a cool thing with these ghosts where like they appear in just like as normal people. And then in like the next panel, they're like, they just yeah. turn into this like hideous <laughs> shit. And it's, 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 it's cool. Um, awesome. I, I did really like Spirit World. Because there's a there's also a rich and storied history in Japanese cinema of the, the Taoist magician and like all of this kind of spooky shit. Yeah. And I'm like It's got like a Zelda kind of quality to That's it. Awesome. Like it definitely has like oh. a like it like there's characters in so it that excited. remind me of like um like the people you talk to in Zelda games. Yeah. Like it's weird. Awesome. Like um but it's it's really cool and the art is very good great i can't wait uh all right star trek defiant number three is a thing star wars darth vader number 34 is also a thing 
we've got the High Republic as well for more Star Wars because there have to be at least three to five Star Wars books every single week or else uh, <laughs> the Earth will stop spinning. Stargirl, The Lost Children, number six of six. I have to say that I am super into this yeah. Stargirl and I love what it does and... Uh, I didn't expect this book to be. It's not Jeff John's strongest it work, but no. it's fun, and I am super into it. Yeah, super good. Uh, Stoneheart number three. We got the the uh, Titans Burning Rage trade paperback, which collects those things from the Walmart books. Right. Uh, we got Wildcats number seven. Right. Uh, I guess Grifter's dead. Thank God. He's um, not though. He's actually Curses. in a huge amount of this issue. Damn it. Uh, Which I don't even know why I flipped through it. I don't care about yeah, fucking Wildcats. Wolverine, number 33, is oh, out. God, it depresses me. He gets snicked so many times. Mm. Uh, There's we, like 14 evil beasts in it. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, you hate evil beasts? Let's have like clones of evil this beasts. Is so much. Because we can't get enough of versions it's of things. Too much versions of things. Yeah. How about a good version of the beast? How about that? How about a bit version of the beast that like reads like he was written by Walter Simonson in X I mean, Factor? I would hope that that's the the if if they have any brains whatsoever, that's what this all is leading to is them being defeated by a good version of beast. Oh yeah, you know there's going to be like the cute fluffy blue beast is better than all of these evil beasts yeah. because he's the the you know yeah, the he's omega. He's got the spirit of giving, friendship, and magic. <laughs> yes. But uh, X-Men Epic Collection Trade Paperback, Second Genesis. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what's in this, but it's I think that's the ones before the relaunch. Oh, okay. Right? Maybe? Uh, I think it's it's that right in there. Definitely, it it has the relaunch in it. Okay, It's definitely got the So it's the Jim Lee, like, late, like, Jim Lee... Oh no no no! I mean I mean the the relaunch of new uh, the new X Men the all new all different. So this is this is uh, Claremont Cockrum. Oh, era. Okay, Burn era. Uh, so it's like giant sized X Men. Oh, so era. it's okay. So yeah, it's yeah. that. Yeah, all right. Interesting. That, that is the second Genesis. Is yes, the, the, the new whatever. Deadly Genesis. The deadliest of Genesis. <laughs> uh, X Men Red Eleven. I don't know what's going on in this. Uh, Storm kicks Professor X's ass, and oh, I was all right with that. Oh my god, Storm is like. Speaking of corpses that you're pulling out of car wrecks, Storm is the like. They are giving her so much to do in this yeah. series. She is coming forward as like the most important character in the X Men, and it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. The only one that acts like she doesn't exactly. I don't know. Has morals. She sure does. <laughs> Uh, and she also just electrocutes everybody in the Quiet <laughs> Council. So you know, yeah. spoiler alert: she's uh, yeah. she shows up and is like, "Hey, do you guys want to stop being evil?" And they're like, "I don't really feel like stopping being evil." And she's like, "Well, guess what? Gonk! <laughs> Fuck you!" Yep, love it. Uh, it's good. Yokai Watch graphic novel volume twenty one is out, Ooh. so you will know what time it is what time it is you can tell time using little japanese spirits hooray yay uh one of the yokais is an umbrella with one eye okay (laughs) uh and that's it and uh yeah i think that's that's all we got yeah all right uh i love i just i scrolled all the way down because i'm doing this by looking at our uh i'm just looking at our website yeah and so I scrolled all the way down to the bottom and I saw our listing and I did not put this into Google, by the way. I'm not someone who would say that we are a cool comic shop, huh. but it's that our listing says Coast City Comics in the Funbox Monster Emporium. Cool shop for comics. <laughs> nice. I don't know why that's there or who it put should it say, there. You know what it should say is, fuck the Hamburglar. <laughs> it should say, fuck the Hamburglar. I mean, if we had put this up, it probably would have said, fuck yeah. the Hamburglar. Uh, and that would have been compelling to people. Yes, people would have totally understood what you were talking about there. Like, fuck, nice. I need to go there. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Rate and review our podcast and things. I interacted with a couple of people on Free Comic Book Day while I was here that we're like, I love the IG videos and oh, nice. uh, like I got some feedback on like what what works and like that's awesome. Maybe they'll even be better. 
I liked, uh, yeah, I had somebody who, I had two people come in who were like, I didn't know that there was a free comic book day, but I listened to the podcast. Nice. I was like, so there you go. Boom. So apparently people listen to the podcast, I guess. Well, oh we share our insights. <laughs> <laughs> Such as they are. <laughs> Such as they are. I mean, I don't know. It would you, interest me. You have some insights. I have. Nah, you do. I have these insights, two of them. You have you have plenty of insights. Don't denigrate yourself. All right, fine, I won't. Uh, anyway, uh, what do we got? Um, nothing else. Yeah. Oh, if you want to, uh, if you wanted to give us like five stars on Facebook or something, we'd appreciate that. On Facebook? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I hate this. It bums me out that like our like our Google and Facebook reviews took a hit over COVID. We like if you look, if you scroll through, I was okay. noticing that I was like, we were like four nine forever, you know. We were like close to a five zero, and like the the ones that we had that were negative were generally people that we kicked out of the store. Uh, sure, you know, it was people that we had to tell to get the fuck out, and those people then, and eh, they they're evil and did whatever. But now it's like, and eh, they asked for masks during a global pandemic, and it's like, <laughs> fuck you guys, eat shit. Eat shit and die. They obeyed the state regulations regarding, <laughs> like, suck a dick. What the yeah, fuck yeah, are you yeah, talking yeah. about? So, like, to those people, go fuck yourself. And to the people who aren't like that, get, let's, let's fight them. so much. Let's fight them with yeah, good reviews. I would appreciate that. Uh, so there's that. And, you know, also rate and review this thing on Apple. That helps us get it out there and get more people to see it, which in turn might turn into sales for the store. I don't know. What the hell do I know? That is the, that's the the plan, but you never know. Anyway, sales for the store. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of it. And, uh, we will see you soon. Have a good day.